This morning's uh, sermon is from Pastor Don. In my kitchen, there are some teacups that we call Nanny's mugs. They are smaller and more delicate than all the other mugs in the cupboard. Whenever I drink tea from them, I think of my grandmother. That first summer, I moved to Newmarket, some 3,000 miles from my home. My grandmother decided that she was going to move in with me. She lived with me in the parsonage for about three months. It was an impulse decision on her part, a decision that I had very little say in. Nanny decided that I was the only one in the family that she could trust, and so she would move in with me. She was in her late 80s at the time. I didn't fully understand her lack of faith in the other members of the family. I never dreamed her suspicions about the relative trustworthiness of our relatives was the beginning of the end. I loved my nanny, and I was determined to provide a home for her. I was delighted when she arrived. I always delighted when my nanny arrived. I remember as a child, I would long for nanny to arrive. Nanny was always full of fun, and I have all sorts of wonderful memories of us getting into trouble together. Nanny was all of five feet tall. She was just a wee little woman, but there was more power and strength in that wee little woman from Belfast than most of the women I've ever met in my life. She was kindness and fierceness all rolled up into a woman who loved nothing more than a good laugh. Nanny was born in Belfast, the oldest of 14 children. When all three of her children ended up living in Canada, even though they were well into their 60s, she and my grandpa immigrated to Canada to begin a new life in a new country. Immigrating at any age is an incredible undertaking, but immigrating in your 60s takes guts. I was 12 years old when my grandparents arrived in Vancouver. I watched my grandpa begin a new job and my nanny tried to make the best of a life far away from everything that was familiar to her. Nanny's homesickness was palpable. But as, a, as powerful as the longing for home as it was not as powerful as her desire to be near her children and grandchildren. So while Nanny longed for the place that she always referred to as back home, she did her best to have a good laugh in the strange land. Nanny missed almost everything about back home. After about nine years of struggling in a new land, my grandpa died and Nanny's longing for back home became an ache that she knew would never heal. Sometimes you could see her longing for back home settle in on her face as if an old friend had dropped by to remind her of a great loss. By the time Nanny came to live with me, she'd spent more than two decades longing for everything back home. So I was determined to make her feel at home with me. The truth is, it was Nanny who made me feel more at home here in Newmarket. But while I longed for everything back home, my back home was Vancouver. Nanny took one look at the meager furnishings in the parsonage and set about making it homier. After one of our many trips to the furniture store, Nanny insisted that my chunky old mugs weren't much to write home about, and they were even less suited to sipping tea from than she cared to tolerate. So she insisted on buying some new, lighter, smaller, more delicate, fine china cups. The cups were so fine and so delicate that all but one of them cracked and broke shortly after my nanny moved out. But even though they are too fine and delicate for my rough use, I have long since replaced the broken ones with identical mugs. I have no idea which of them 
but the original ones that Nanny bought. So each one of them are referred to as Nanny's mugs. Sipping tea from one of Nanny's mugs while trying to get a handle on today's gospel lesson, I was struck by the words of Jesus as they appear in the text. Sometimes particular words jump out at you and cause you to hear the word in a whole new way. I don't know why I never noticed it before. Perhaps it's because the words are so familiar that I've always just heard them the same old way. But this week, sipping from Nanny's mug and reading the gospel text, the words positively jumped out at me. Love one another. I give you a new commandment. Love one another. I've always heard these words in the gospel according to John as the golden rule. Love your neighbor as yourself. The golden rule, words to live by, words that Jesus, a Jew, would have been familiar with. Words that Jews, Muslims, and indeed people of all sorts of faith hold as sacred. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Except the words of the golden rule are not the words that appear in the gospel according to John. According to the writer of John, Jesus adds a new twist to the familiar golden rule. I give you a new commandment. Love one another just as I have loved you. That's some twist. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. Harder words were never spoken. For who among us can love as Jesus loved? Jesus' idea of loving is hard-edged, infinitely, infinitely tender, nearly impossible. These words haunt me. When I think about loving as Jesus loved, I begin to second-guess my own ability to love. Running my fingers around the rim of Nanny's mug, I wonder how I could have loved her better. Did I love as Jesus loved when I put Nanny back on the plane to Vancouver, or later when I supported her three children, my mother, aunt, and uncle, as they put her in a nursing home? Love is not simple. Clinging to Nanny's mug, I wonder how we could have known that her suspicions about her relatives were just the first signs of dementia that would rob us of her presence. I think about the disturbing accusations that my dear, sweet, wee nanny hurled at her children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren, and I wonder how we could have loved her better. We didn't mean to be unkind. What was the last thing on her mind as she clung to life in a care facility, no longer able to recognize her children and still longing for back home. Glancing beyond the rim of Nanny's cup, I can see the picture of Nanny back home walking with my grandpa. They look so determined, so ready to face whatever comes their way. Yet lurking in the background of that old black and white photograph is the shadow of something menacing. I can hear her saying the most horrendous things about her own children. I still see the vacant look in her eyes and wonder about the disturbing hallucinations. Dementia is awful. The golden years, but nothing glitters. Love as I have loved you, Jesus said. But I hated those last visits when she lay there in the bed, not knowing where she was or who I was, clinging to life, 99 years old and clinging to life. I could barely stay in the room. Love as I have loved you, Jesus said. How? How do we love? How many situations do all of us have in common as they are utterly unique? Where loving another, the golden rule with Jesus' twist, is among the hardest things we can ever do. Jesus spoke simply, and yet no true love, whether golden or not, is simple. 
Tracing the rim of Nanny's cup, I remember her dementia, the way she began hoarding little things, suspicious that loved ones were stealing from her. When the diagnosis did come and we all realized that the dementia had been incrementally destroying her mind for years, it was almost a relief to know it wasn't Nanny making those horrible accusations, but the disease, and yet it was Nanny. All those moments, then various members of her family tried to hide her behavior behind feeble excuses designed to hide the bitter truth of dementia's cruel plan to transform our beloved into a stranger. One, on, one more than, on more than one occasion, I wanted to shake the cruel accusations from her, determined to reach the wee woman I loved, but I was unable to get past the fog. Tracing the rim of Nanny's mug, I wonder, when was the final time I engaged in a lively, give-and-take conversation with Nanny? Was there a day, some lazy summer evening, before dementia's subtle, unrelenting grip that we experienced a last real talk? Was it trivial? Was it important? I can't remember, but at some point I wasn't talking to my nanny, just to the illness. Dementia is the only one of dementia is only one of the little things that rob us of our loved ones. Illness and disease bring with them pains that can rob us of the person we love long before we must part. Each one of us is wounded by these losses in our own way. Many of us are haunted by the questions of the quality of our love for those we love. Do, did we do enough? Could we have done more? Did they know how much we love them? Do they know how much we miss them still? For some of us, the questions are more immediate. Are we doing enough? Is there something more we should be doing? Do they know we love them? How should we love them? Is this love? Why am I so angry with him? Why can't I help her? What should I do? What can I do? Love them as Jesus loved me. Harder words were never spoken. Then I saw new heavens and a new earth. The former heavens and the former earth had passed away, and the sea existed no longer. I also saw a new Jerusalem, the holy city coming down out of heaven from God. Beautiful, beautiful as a bride and groom on their wedding day. And I heard a loud voice calling from the throne, Look, God's tabernacle is among humankind. God will live with them. They will be God's people, and God will be fully present among them. The Most High will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and the death, mourning, crying, and pain will be no more, and the old order has fallen. The one who sat on the throne said, Look, I am making everything new, and added, Write this, for I am saying what I am saying is trustworthy and true. And that one continued, it is finished. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To those who are thirsty, I will give drink freely from the spring of the water of life. I wish I could remember the last real conversation I had with my nanny, but I can only remember the last time I saw her and a tiny remnant of herself confined to a bed in an anonymous ward. Family members were bustling about. Nanny was agitated and I desperately wanted to leave. I kissed her forehead and struggled to say something, anything, that might penetrate the chasm between us. I struggled to remember something, anything, that might comfort her. I snuggled in close to her ear and whispered, It's time to go back home, Nanny. It's all right. You can go back home now. Go back home, darling. Love one another, just as Jesus loved us. Harder words were never spoken. Loving is not easy, but we do not love as ones who have no hope. 
the mystery is that we can call God who is love dwells with us in the loving the Holy One will wipe away every tear from our eyes and death and mourning crying and pain will be no more our love will make all things new let it be so dear love let it be so for Nanny and for all the wounded ones for those who live in our hearts and minds and those who live with us here and now when the time comes let them go back home wipe every tear from every eye let death mourning crying and pain be no more make all things new dear love make all things new let it be so O oh love amen